Welcome to Figuring Out, a podcast where we discuss all things related to relationships, intimacy, identity, power dynamics, and more. My name is Ilya. I'm Tara. I'm Michaela. My name's Amanda. And my name is Oscar. And you're listening to Figuring Out, Valentine's Day. Welcome back to our returning listeners. Welcome to all the new folks. And thank you, no matter how you came here, for tuning in. So to start us off, uh, Valentine's Day is approaching. How have our childhood experiences shaped how we perceive Valentine's Day or what we expect from it? What pressures do we feel as adults? Valentine's Day has always been like a weird day for me because I'm a very introverted person. And so like the anxiety of like, oh, am I going to get a Valentine's Day card from this person or that card, that person was always like a fear of mine. But I was like giving out Valentine's Day cards. I was like giving out candy and everything, you know, maybe I'll sneak in like a heart to someone I like. <laughs> but I mean, as a kid, it was just like a a weird day of like, I don't know, um, just giving cards to people. and. I will experience one Valentine's Day away from home, which is last year. And that was just like a change in my like perception of Valentine's Day. But yeah. I don't know. I like when I was a kid, that was actually like one of my few homework assignments that I had as a child because I went to like a very like experimental school where we didn't have homework, but like we had to give Valentine's to everyone. Um, so we'd have like little mailboxes and I remember like I would have to sit and, and make them all and yeah like with cardboard car- like with um cardstock paper and stuff and that's kind of fun I don't know I like the aesthetic of Valentine's Day but I've always it's it was it was a very like I felt very neutrally about it yeah I had a really similar experience where um, the standard at my school was if you give a valentine to one person you have to bring enough for the class you have to give them to everyone um so that like no one feels left out um so I feel like in that way it was really centered on like inclusion and everything but I also have really vivid memories of different adults in my life doing that little silly like do you have a valentine this year even when I was in like fifth grade Um, so while the school norms were very structured around, like everybody gets to be involved, um, the alternative culture that I was being exposed to, um, was emphasizing that, like, who's your crush and are you going to say anything to them this year? Yeah, so I'm hearing a lot about cards giving some sort of expression of care to people whether it's like forced on you by a school or like you want to and also just like being asked do you have a valentine and that sort of being a pressure to have a valentine and like for that or for me I feel like not only is there like a big push to consume like consumerism on this day and like capitalism all of that but also just like the kind of love and specifically I'm thinking about like monogamy monogamy and like the expectation of what a relationship should look like in the society we have because a valentine like 
what if picture this you're in an open relationship and you have multiple partners and you have like three valentines um like how is that I just I feel like I've never heard of that and like I sort of wish I did because we just need more like polyamory representation yeah I think like in the last year but valentine's day season when valentine's day season came around I had just gotten out of like of now reflecting a really toxic relationship and so I was really like confused into like wanting to go back to that person and sort of receive that love that I wanted for that day but then I found um I learned that love isn't in romantic ways all the time and it doesn't always have to be just from one person and around Valentine's Day that's where I sort of began my healing process and in doing so I became really close to like my best friend now you know we sat in my dorm just crying and just like you know sharing stories about like our past relationships or past anything and you know and in that moment was probably when I realized that like damn like this is the type of love that I want and the type of love I want to give back as well I think now when Valentine's Day is coming up now um in a few days I just think of like all the love that I've given people but also all the love that I've given myself I think in terms of like relationships as well I've I've seen a lot of like oh I want to be cuffed or like have a partner before Valentine's Day and I think that pressure of like the date itself kind of makes the like the relationship kind of superficial because it's like you should be wanting to be in a relationship because you want to be in a relationship or because that's where the universe is taking you but like because of that date it like presses people to like get together and super quickly and you know it leads into like different other things but I think this is one thing that I've realized it's like unlearning that Valentine's Day is just a day <laughs> and you know people take it differently and to be strong of course but yeah love comes in different ways I also just kind of want to ask the group like what do like what is your definition of love and like what does that mean to you and how do you like that to be expressed because like like some people do like gifts and like that means a lot and like some people also just like to have like a little excuse to have a little celebration and like fuck capitalism but like might as well just like go out and have fun on this day um yeah I want to hear thoughts I read like all about love by bell hooks you know so obviously there's like many different from personal opinions and experiences and then like more theoretical or conceptual frameworks of love I feel like it could be anything it could be bell hooks describes it as a conscious decision to love someone it's not a feeling and I was actually just talking about this with my housemate because um they're also in like a very loving relationship and like I think that it is it can be a feeling at least like 
what society has deemed as love like it often comes as a feeling or like that's what it means when you say I love you to someone it's like I feel this really intense thing and yeah but I also do agree with like the decision of like what like consciously choosing the the definition of what you want I love you to mean but I I also don't think it has to be a big deal like I don't think it has to promise anything or be have more expectations of something like it can simply just be a feeling that is felt in the moment oh yeah I have to read this book like I'm actually like super interested in it so I think for me love is such a crazy thing like I feel like I haven't felt like real romantic love but I feel like I felt like love in different in different ways like platonic or like familial like love but I think for me how I know I'm like I I love someone that's like outside of my family is like when I've had like a really like formative experience with them where we like connected on like a deeper level and that's like the tune in my head that like wow like I'm locked in with this person for like a really long time but yeah yeah I also thought that was really interesting I have to read that book too the idea of like choosing someone every day choosing to love them every day um like I I don't know someone once told me like someone that wasn't married but had like been with the same person for a long time and their like reason for not getting married. They were like, I like the idea that like every morning I wake up and I choose this person every morning. It's just like something that I do every day. And it's not like, I don't, I feel like they thought that the idea of marriage was more like rote or becomes more mandatory than just choosing to love someone every day and I think about that a lot it's like you know when we think of different relationships and the way that how political relationships can like are and can be but also in like our SAVP staff meeting yesterday we were talking about like kind of um love languages and I feel like that can does anyone want to talk about that I love talking about love languages um I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that I love asking people, like, not even just asking for the love languages, but like, how do you show love? And it's like language and love are different, but um, I've, I think I've always been a keen person to use words of affirmation, because growing up, that's the only way I was like, perceived as like attractive because like you know I had a way with words and so and I had never really experienced anything physical with anyone until I got to college and so prior to college words of affirmation was kind of like the driving force of like a bunch of the connections that I had with people especially because I did a few programs online because of COVID you know and I met really wonderful people that I still keep in touch with today and so obviously like words and text were like the main way to for me to show my appreciation to people and like I've had I have this thing where like I say the most like poetic thing to someone without thinking it like it just subconsciously writes itself 
And like one time I wrote, I was texting one of my friends because he was going through a really hard time. And I was like, I'm a boat that's lost, but you're the lighthouse that's guiding me back to my shore. And I wrote that like late at night. And I don't know, it was just like one of the most, and she's not one to really show emotion. And so when she t- read that, she told me she was crying and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, and I think also when I came to college, I realized like physical touch is also one of my like love languages. And, you know, I didn't really like hugs until I got to college. And one of my best friends like gave me the most meaningful hug that I've ever had. And ever since then, like when I hug people, I'm never the one to let go. Like I'm always, I always let people hug me as long as they want. And like from time to time, like, or like every now and then, I like put my hand behind someone's hair, like their back and just rub it while they're hugging me. I think this is one of the moments where like, I feel really like loved and loving as well. Cause it's like, it's it, everything's a two-way street and my love language is like for myself but also for other people as well because I knew I needed it a lot and so you never know how many how much the love people need every now and then the idea of like loving and being loved um and that like love is a two-way street is something that I really something that really resonated with me and that sticks with me all the time Um, And similarly, my love language for like expressing my love to other people is typically words of affirmation. Like that's how I feel the most comfortable showing up for others. Um, But like when I'm receiving love or like the love language for my receiving end, I guess, um, is probably like a mix of acts of service and quality time. Um, And I really see like quality time as an act of service of like someone taking the time to be present and be in space with you and like exist together. Um, That also really like goes to my, I guess, overall definition of love or how I understand it. Um, I also have to read the Bell Hooks book because I've been hearing about it for a long time and I've read other Bell Hooks work. Um, So gotta get on that. Um, My definition of love, I think are the people you show up for and the people who show up for you. It's like the people who keep coming up and who you keep um, persisting to meet again and to keep seeing in some way or capacity. Like there are some people I love that I won't see for years at a time, but I'll still think of them and think that I hope that they're doing well um, or trying to do something that will like make their day a little bit brighter if I can shoot them a text or something like that, Um, which again, words of affirmation, acts of service, like you can you can see the pattern um but like my whole understanding of love I think really boils down to love being a two-way street of like these are the people that you're in relationship with and that continue to be in relationship with you who you choose to keep trying to connect with um and sometimes you feel like a pull towards a person and then seeing that turn into a connection is really exciting. Like seeing someone that I didn't know super well. And then in a matter of like two or three weeks, I've been able to say confidently that I love this person, that this friend is one of the most important people in my life um, because we've been able to continuously be in connection with one another um, and open up that space of vulnerability. Yeah, kind of 
Tanya all together and with Valentine's Day, I think like these definitions of love, like everyone has their perception of love or like their reality of what love feels like it means like to them. And with Valentine's Day, there's this hierarchy of romantic love or like a romantic relationship and definitely like a pressure around that. And I definitely just want to call that into question. And like, I feel like there's a very big societal pressure to have if you're in a romantic relationship or even just searching for one to have that be that relationship be above platonic friendships or like other sorts of relationships in a way and have that person be like your your number one priority which I just don't really I just want to question and yeah if anyone else has thoughts yeah no I definitely think that like Valentine's Day is like so it's like every like almost like conformist idea like monogamy heteronormativity um like aspirational success like wealth capitalism I'm just throwing out all of the words because it kind of feels like all of the messaging is like a very like heteronormative couple and idealizing that and then um and then also, like, I feel like there is an expectation for, like, to spend a lot of money and to go to a really nice restaurant. And there's this expectation of, like, specialness for, like, a very expensive day of the year and, like, as, like, a way to prove love or show love. Yeah, I, when you were talking, that made me think about the idea of, like, unreachability and how that's really connected to that conflation of love, of specifically romantic love is the most important thing. Um, I can't begin to, to, I can't begin to number the amount of times I've heard like, when you really love someone, you'll just know. It's like the stars align, fireworks burst in your heart. And it's like every time that I've had some sort of conversation with, typically it was adults when I was a kid, um, and I'm 19, so I'm still very young and have very limited experience in the great world of life. Um, that response of like, you'll just know is that it's something that you're expected to be tuned into. And it's something that when you find a form of romantic love, you're going to feel all of these amazing things. And then in order to prove that love, you have to keep buying more things. You have to keep engaging in these cultural norms. Um, like no matter how many big demonstrations of love that are done of like the amount of roses you put on someone's bed or like how many lights you have at an engagement party. It's still not enough. There's the expectation that next Valentine's Day, next year, um, you're gonna have to top that. You're going to have to buy something more. You're going to have to prove your love again and again and again. Um, and I know that I was just talking about acts of service and like showing up for each other and like, people who keep coming back to each other and showing that they love each other. Um, but the way that I perceive that and the way that I define that is very different from somebody who buys me chocolates and buys me five more chocolates every year um, because I need them to keep showing that they keep on loving me. Um, so yeah, Tara, what you were saying about like that capitalization on love um, and the way that plays into that like 
if you're in love, you'll just know. And you'll know that in order to prove your love, you have to spend money and you have to do certain cultural ideals. Um, so like establishing those cultural ideals of proving love without defining what love can actually be because some of the most potent relationships in my life, the most important loves I've experienced have been for friends, been for family, mentor figures, um, people who haven't subscribed to that idealized romantic version of love. Yeah, I guess like the other thing, like it's funny how important that day is. Like, it's like if that day doesn't go well and if you fight with your partner on Valentine's that day, then that's like a bigger deal, you know, like it has to be like a good day, which is like kind of silly and kind of like toxic for Valentine's day, you know, like. I think also for me, um, I don't think I've ever had like a quote unquote proper Valentine's day, but I think just seeing people, like especially me coming from like a low income background, still being low income, um is like it kind of feels really sad that like um you know low-income couples can only do so much and to so love i think that's the difference with like wealthier people where it's like wealthier people can so love can like afford more materialistic things that doesn't necessarily show there's love and then like low-income people you know i most people usually get just get like balloons and flowers and even then that's like if someone just gets that from back home like that's like the most amazing thing because it's like it's all we can afford and even then like there's always more to those flowers and those balloons and like coming to master getting like, all these extravagant like gifts and everything i felt pressured to like you know sort of buy someone such an extravagant gift but i'm like i don't have that much money and so that's also where like my love languages come into play where it's like when things can't be materialistic or material there's always like the emotional and like the physical as well so, yeah i think that we've talked about like I guess like kind of some of our critiques of Valentine's Day as like a holiday. Um, but what do people like about it? And or what like alternatives, like what would an alternative Valentine's Day look like to you? I know like people do like Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, um, but like, I don't know, what do you think would be a good marker of love on Valentine's Day. I don't know. I feel like it's a day that exists and is really loud, kind of. And what you can do with it is what you can do with it. And like, if you want to make the most of it and go all out and you have the means to, like, might as well. Or, you know, I just feel like it doesn't have to be like, um, a really hard thing it can also just be like a day of appreciation for yourself for your friends um and like just twisting the narrative of like this romantic pressure to just like appreciation and love for yourself and the people around you that care for you um and like 
this is just like reminding me of when in elementary school like just learning about the concept of valentine's day and then like feeling like i should have gotten like a special letter from my crush and like not getting it but then like i went home and my mom had bought me like a little heart and i just like i kept that heart with me forever because it it just meant so much and i was so surprised I wasn't expecting I didn't even think that she would have known what Valentine's Day was because like I I was just growing up I didn't know um but yeah so you know just taking what you can out of it as most of holidays like consumerism goes with holidays like just being kind to yourself and doing what you can for yourself and others yeah. okay um when you were talking about a gift from your mom that reminded me of something that my parents got me um, I have a twin brother and I think like every other year my parents would switch off like who they were getting gifts for so they would get like both of us candy or something but then they might get me like a mug and they'll get my brother a stuffed animal if that's what he wants or something like that um but my parents one year got us matching spoons with little hearts on the end um our listeners won't be able to see this, but I have it in my room as in I got it in like fourth grade and I still have it with me. Um, and part of the way that I like celebrate Valentine's Day for myself is, you know, taking care of myself. Um, and I remember last year what that looked like and what it will likely look like this year again um, is making myself a little cup of tea and then getting to stir in the honey with the spoon that my lovely family members got for me. Um, so like, it's not even just the like materiality of the thing. It's also like, how can I continue to use this to care for myself? And then like, as I'm drinking my tea, maybe I'll call my family or maybe I'll call them earlier in the day or I'll send them a hug through the mail or through text or something like just showing up for each other and expressing that love. Yeah. I speaking on like the self-love part, I think like Sort of continuing from like what I mentioned before about my relationship and like the healing process. I like a few days ago, it was like a year ago when, you know, my partner, my ex partner broke up with me. But now I'm like doing freaking amazing. Like, you know, that sizzle song, Normal Girl, where she's like, you know, this time next year, I'll be doing so good. Or remember your name, won't remember no pain. That's exactly how I feel right now. And you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. And I'm just thinking about all the love that, like, I've given myself this past year. And, like, the best type of self-love is the love that someone failed to give you when you needed it the most, or just, like, in general. And, you know, I think this year, like, I got myself a Switch. You know, I've always wanted to play games. I have my own room. Um, and, you know, I have, like, really dope friends a dope working environment and you know I think this Valentine's Day would be just like a reminder of like the love I've given myself but also the love that I've received and that I've given back to other people as well. I love this talk about self-love and just like any talk about love in general I feel like when I love people, I love them so deeply. So I personally love Valentine's Day. I love making like my friends and like my loved ones feel like 
you know, they're the only person that matters in any way that I can. And like similar to you, Ilya, like I remember being a kid and my mom, she would like always come home with like a different Valentine's Day candy or like a cake or something. And it would like make my day. So like even from like a young age, I've always like I've never had the idea of Valentine's Day just being like a romantic thing. It was always just like this is like a day that like, you know, someone can like show love to you. So I love Valentine's Day. I think you should be, you know, giving out love like all year round, but like having like this one day to like put an emphasis on it. Like I'm a fan personally. <laughs> I think one of the things I love seeing is like all the different foods people make on Valentine's Day. Like making making food for someone else is like obviously like a really big love language. It's just acts of service, but um I really love seeing what people are eating that day, like the dinners they're getting, you know, the drinks they're they're having, the boba, anything like that. Especially back home. Like I love seeing my friends get like the biggest bouquet of flowers and the biggest amount of balloons. Just in high school, like seeing like even though I didn't really receive much, I really genuinely loved seeing other people get those things because it's just like damn like they're living it up and you know i'm happy for them and you know i think like growing up it was just like like damn like these are really pretty things and like it's just like a, i don't know that's just like a really nuanced day but i think the beautiful part of it is just like humans just giving each other love and like yeah, I'm going to give you this thing full of air. I'm going to give you this thing that I found on the ground that reminds me of you or something like that. Um, I think just the way that love manifests into different things is like the most beautiful thing that I see on Valentine's Day. I also love seeing like the things that people get on Valentine's Day or like whatever they're doing or like the cute little red and pink outfits. It's so cute. I love, I love the flowers so much too. When they like take the little cute artsy pics. Yeah. And my heart, I'm like, I'm so happy for this person, especially if it's like someone that I've, I know personally that has like in the past went through like a really toxic dynamic and now they're in like a really healthy like loving dynamic like I just feel like so happy for them like you deserve this I love that for you I think also I mean I'm I'm a Latino so I'm naturally nosy so <laughs> um Valentine's Day is also the day where I find out who's any who from high school <laughs> it's just like I remember last year, I was just like scrolling through Instagram and I saw like so-and-so is dating this person. And it was just like the biggest surprise. And some of them are still dating today. And, you know, it's really dope. But it was just really funny to see like who's dating who you, you didn't expect these two to date or like be together. And also I think I really love seeing, I really love seeing queer people celebrate Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day is always very hetero, cis-hetero. And, you know, seeing, like, queer people celebrate their affection and love that day, it's just, like, one of the most, like, liberating things I've witnessed. And it's just, like, damn, if that can happen to me, you know? And so, yeah, 
for real like one of my favorite parts about valentine's day or galentine's day or palentine's day whatever um someone is like choosing to celebrate that day um that i think both of y'all were really talking about was like seeing other celebrations of love and getting to celebrate along with them like there are definitely some people that i've seen like post coupley photos on instagram and even if i don't know them that well i'm like look at that's so cute like it just makes me happy to see um people being celebrated and people continuing to show up for one another um and that doesn't just have to be like making an instagram post for your boo like it's i've also clearly seen it in friends that run up and hug each other on valentine's day like outside the beast or something like that um I've seen it in my own life and like continuing to call my family and my family friends that have known me since I was really young um, as a way to like celebrate them. And then them telling me like, this is what so-and-so got from me or like, this is what me and my partner did or like, this is what me and my sister did today to celebrate together um, and like celebrating other people's celebrations is so beautiful. And it's something that I wish could be seen more year round because I feel like I just geek out whenever someone tells me a cute story at a different point in the year, um, no matter like who it's involving, whether that's a romantic partner, a platonic pal, or any other like sort of relationship that a person is engaging with. Um, so it's nice to like have it concentrated on Valentine's Day and to like be able to experience all of that. Um, but I also seriously love engaging in that celebration year round and getting to to boost people up in that way too. Um, speaking on like all those gifts and like all those flowers, I think one of the things that is really important to emphasize is like who's providing or who's making those products, who's giving out those flowers or bouquets. Especially back home, it's really common to see um, older women on like the, there's usually like a barrier between the two like waves of the street and so typically you usually see a lot of older women um holding bouquets of flowers especially around valentine's day and they're out there for the whole day maybe the whole week just trying to um make ends meet i think that's one of the things that sometimes goes unacknowledged um especially like now at a, like a really elite institution it's like we always need to acknowledge the unseen labor by marginalized people and especially women and femme and then fine folks. And so, yeah, and I think not even just acknowledging them on Valentine's Day, but also like the whole year because the older women back home, they're, they're not doing it just on Valentine's Day. They're doing it the whole year. It's practically their job. They're, it's how they make money. Um, yeah. And also, like, who makes the food? Like, a lot of the food that people eat is, is like, harvested by immigrants, immigrants of color, um, who are also trying to make ends meet. I think also, like, just keeping in mind all these people that are providing these products for people to utilize in valentine's day who also may not have materials to demonstrate their 
quote unquote love to other people, you know, they probably just go back home and they're like, you know, especially because I know how that feels with my parents. But, you know, I think just always keeping in mind that labor, that like energy that people put into those products that other people use. I think also speaking on that labor topic, it's always, I think there was a shift coming to Vassar that I realized, like I mentioned before, there's like the older women that, you know, sell flowers. And back home, Valentine's Day is very community-based. You buy things from other community members. You support other businesses. And, you know, businesses that may be struggling around that time. Like, I'm in Vassar, I realize that people are often, like, buying things from, like, really expensive places. And, you know, all these other things. I think this is something that I've witnessed, that I've, like, made note of. And it was just, like, a really, I don't know, I don't say odd, but just, like, a different thing that I began to like I guess observe with different people and especially given that we live um Vassar is a part of Poughkeepsie like Poughkeepsie reminds me a lot of my hometown and I hardly see people buying things from Poughkeepsie owned businesses and so I think Bridging that gap between Master and like Poughkeepsie is going to be a lot of work. And I think Master has been doing like an okay job at bridging that gap. But I think there's always more to do. Yeah, I think that like gifting um, as a way of like showing love, I think it's such a tricky thing. Like it can feel like toxic it can like kind of create like a power dynamic um yeah I like had a really weird relationship gifting like it's not my love language sometimes it's hard for me to like understand my parents are like immigrants they don't really like that just wasn't their love language um but I think Honestly, someone that changed my relationship with gifting as a love language was Ilya. The shout out, because when we became friends, um, like when we became really close friends, when I was having like a, a bad time, um, sometimes I'd find like a kombucha bottle by my door or like a little note like stuck to my door, like a little like letter. Um, or like, yeah, just like these like brown, like whatever, like brownies or like D scones or like a D donut, like right by my door. And that really changed my view of like gifting um, because it's just, it's so much more about like the intent and the timing and knowing someone and knowing like where they're at and how they're feeling and what would be helpful for them. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, when I think about gifting, I, I think about that more now of like kind of getting in tune with someone and just giving them something that would be like nice in that moment. So shout out to Ilya 
for that. And I, and that's, yeah. When I think about gifting and gifting like little gifts, like in a loving way, I think that. That's really sweet. <laughs> oh, that's like just my heart. Oh, um, that also like does remind me how like your definite like a definition of love is not static like it can change throughout time and also like your love language can change throughout time and like just thinking about like the ways that your love language was created and like the origins of that but then also being able to like heal and process and like shift who you are and how you love and yeah that like everyone is capable of being in loving and healthy and beautiful friendships relationships um yeah also love you tara and also as a note to that everyone is deserving of love everyone is worth loving it's very easy to think that our quote-unquote bad parts are the things that we don't like about ourselves um make us an invalid person to be loved um but i promise you to all of the people on this call as we record and all the people listening um you are worth being loved and hopefully i don't know i don't want to quote a beatles song but love will set you free like to be all cheesy i guess but um love is truly such a like central part of life no matter um, who in your life it is coming from or who you are giving it to. Um, and you are worth loving. You are worthy of being loved. You don't have to work to deserve love. You being a human being is enough. Um, and yeah, being in a relationship is scary. Being vulnerable is scary. But um, love, love really does make the world go around to be cheesy again. Thank you all for listening to our podcast, Figuring Out Valentine's Day. This this podcast, we talked about our experiences with Valentine's Day and how they have changed, you know, from going from being kids to being adults now in college. Um, some of us being away from our original communities. Um, we talked about, you know, different types of love and our own perceptions of giving love and receiving love and we talked about like how consumerism and materialism can sort of um impact someone's valentine's day and their perception of love as well most importantly we also recognize the labor and like all the energy people put into valentine's day as well and, you know we also talked about like the best type the best things about Valentine's Day, showing love. It comes in different forms. It it is it's not static. It's dynamic. It's always changing. It's always growing. It's it's just always in motion. And you know who whoever is pushing that ball is you know you can decide who's moving that ball in what direction you know and. You know, to sort of go back to my analogy of that ship, it's like you're always you are controlling your own ship. And like, you know, along the way, you'll come across islands or like icebergs or like, you know, sort of 
piece of patches of land where you'll meet people and those people will give you resources and the love that you deserve. And, you know, Valentine's Day just isn't one day where you receive love. We hope that everyone is receiving love every day, 24-7, every minute, every second of the, of your life. And so, yeah, we hope your Valentine's Day is a safe and loving one. And we hope you show love to yourself the way you show love to other people. 